0: Hey, what's going on? What's going on? It's Bill Byrne. it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast. For Monday! Uh, September 14th, 2020. What's going on? How are you? 2020. Uh, the story of 2020 has been COVID-19. Affecting all aspects of the economy. You can't even barbecue with somebody not bringing it up. Um... I'll tell you, last night I came home and there was some youngsters. I don't know where they were. The couple, the house next door is what they sounded like. They were having a party. They sounded really young because every five seconds they were going woo, woo. <laughs> it's, fucking, it's just like me and my wife will fucking die in laughing. It's like are they doing shots, cheering each other on? I don't know what it is. And I was like, you know, they better keep it down or somebody's going to call the cops. Um, I don't know if they did. But, you know, one of my proudest moments as an adult is I've never called the cops on young people having a good time. I've definitely been annoyed by young people. Fucking assholes riding their bikes in the middle of the goddamn street. You know, the, the, the skateboard kids. I mean, they're just the fucking worst. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if you want your kid to achieve as a skateboarder, I think like the number one thing you have to do is just be an asshole dad. Because so many skateboarders, they just got this fucking chip on their shoulder. It's like, what is the what is the problem? You know, (laughs) don't they make those little fucking areas for you to go do that shit? I think half the fun of skateboarding is having some fat fucking security guard chase you off the lot. If it doesn't happen, then they just try and pick a fight with somebody in his Prius, picking up his goddamn drive <laughs> Um. Anyway, but no, that is, that is a big thing for me. Like, I don't I don't rat people out. I'm not calling the cops. Um, and I know better than to come over there and be like, Hey, can you keep it down? You know, you don't mind. I got my daughter's sleeping or whatever. Like I came in the house and my daughter was still up at ten thirty. She's going, Dad, Dad, trying to ignore her. Dad. Finally, just go. I go, what, buddy? What? She goes, I heard you out. I went into a room. She goes, I heard you outside. Uh, going, woo. <laughs> I go, that wasn't me. She goes, well, who was it? I go, that's some kids over there having fun. Um. And she's like, I want to play with them, you know. Um, she's hilarious. Her new thing now is um, her new thing now is fucking like if I'll be like, sweetheart, don't run. She goes, I'm not running. Or I'll be like, chew your food. She's like, I am chewing my food. Um, I know it's pushback and I know it's disrespectful, but it's fucking hilarious to me because I actually respect it. You know, I am chewing my food. You know, stop micromanaging me, even though, you know, she needs me to. But I like the fact that she doesn't like to be micromanaged. And I don't know where she picked that up from. I first noticed it when we were in the grocery store. Um, When, uh, I don't know, I don't know where we were. I just, I just get so paranoid when I'm in public with my, my daughter. I always just make sure, like, I'm holding her hand. Head on a swivel. I always know where she is at all times. And I'm one of those people. Like, she gets more than three feet away from me. I'm like, buddy, come on. Get over here. Get over here. I just always have, like, these fucking... I think it's just part of being a parent. You just have these horrible fucking thoughts of I don't know what. I don't even want to talk about it. So, um, anyway, so I guess I was just doing it too much. And I was like, buddy, don't run. Don't run. She goes, I'm not running. (laughs) She said it like, will you stop bitching at me? Um... That's been the hardest thing so far for me um, as a parent is uh, is trying to discipline the kids because the shit they say is, uh, well, my son's not talking yet, but the stuff my daughter says, is just so goddamn funny that half the time I'm disciplining her, I have half a smile on my face, which gets her smiling, and then we both start laughing. And, you know, I'm worried that I'm not making my point. Every once in a while, though. I do, uh, I do have to make a point, raise my voice a little bit, and she gets all upset. But um, the big thing with us is over this, you know, I've been home for so long. I've learned how to braid her hair and everything. So uh, the latest one that I've been working on is uh, the French braid, which was really difficult for me at first. Now I have it down. It's just I think I'm grabbing too much hair. And then you also got to really pay attention to where your braid is going and all of that. But I'm just going to do it like, uh, you know, every day. And I'm just, I'm going to get it down. And um, what's cool is she actually likes, she she says to me, she goes, Dad, I like when you braid my hair. And I was sitting like, oh, it's great because we're bonding with each other. But then I realized she likes it because she holds my phone while I do it. And she watches all her favorite like Pixar and, um, you know, she always watches The Bare Necessities And then uh, the latest one, which I don't think I ever saw the movie, but that Josh Gad one, I think I talked about this already, when he's the snowman and he wants to experience summer. In summer! (laughs) And he's doing that whole thing. She thinks it's the funniest thing ever. And um, so she gets to watch all of those. So It's, it's really amazing, little girls, how early on, like they can just, they're like Jedi's. Like my daughter already, like when she wants something. She came up to me the other day and she wanted like a cookie or something like that. And she came up to me, stood up on the couch, walked over me. She goes, hey, dad. I'm like, what's up, buddy? And she's just like, "Um," and she put her arm around me and started smiling. And then I just start laughing because I know she wants something. And then she starts laughing because she knows that I know what she's doing. And then she starts cracking up. I start cracking up. And then she literally started like playing with my ear going, dad, dad, I I'm still hungry. Could, could I have a chocolate chip cookie? And I just start laughing. And she laughed. She knows what she's doing. I know what she's doing, but she's just not, she's not good at it yet. Cause my wife does it to me all the time. And, and by the time I realize what she did, it's it's the, the, the event has already come and gone. Um, But anyway, uh, so I'm recording this thing right now uh, in the afternoon here, Sunday, while the Buccaneers are playing the Saints. Tom, oh, he got sacked. Tom Brady looks fucking as great as he ever did. You know, he just has to get on the same page, you know, with some of these guys here. Somebody just broke off a route. A skinny post, as they call it, which I don't even know what that means. Is that a sharper post? I have no idea shorter one. I have no idea. So he did throw a pick, but, um, I do like, uh, I, I, he just looks as great as he ever did, which I'm really happy for him. But, um, that's the hardest thing about watching him in a Buccaneers uniform. I know players come and go. The hardest thing is just seeing how good he still is. But, uh, having said that the Patriots got a win against one of our toughest teams. You know, the dolphins, we, uh, we oh we oh, and they blocked the fucking field goal. Holy shit, the wheels are coming off here. Wow, Tampa Wayne right down went up seven to nothing. Now the Saints have scored two touchdowns and they just blocked a field goal. and Drew Brees, the most underrated, greatest quarterback of all fucking time. I mean, I can't even believe like how much that they don't give that guy any fucking. He barely gets any notice. Um, I don't know. It's weird, the stats that that guy has versus the the fucking attention he gets. But anyway, how about the fucking Lions blowing that lead against the Bears? You know, I know everybody's going to jump on that kid who dropped the touchdown pass, but I think a lot of other shit also got fucked up before that happened. But I got to tell you, you got to make that catch. Come on, man. Um, I love the lions and Matthew Stafford, you know, uh, I've always liked them. I got family out there. I got family back East. I got family out there in Michigan. So I've been always been a fan of, uh, you know, the lions and the tigers, uh, not the pistons because, because of the Celtics and, um, what else? Red wings. I always liked And I like the Wolverines, Michigan Wolverines hail to the victors. Um, but anyways, let's talk the Patriots. um, Yeah, it was a solid victory. I thought for all the new personnel we had on D, our D looked pretty solid. We did take some pass interference calls towards the end. Um, All of them, I thought, you know, there was one borderline one. But other than that, I mean, we got away with one in the end. Like they easily could have called that one that we, uh, the interception we made in the end zone. But I still don't think the Dolphins had enough time. Uh, would have had enough time. Who knows? I shouldn't say that. I'd be pissed if I was a Dolphin fan. And admittedly, as a Patriots fan, that was interference. Uh, And I was surprised they didn't call it. Um, But uh, let's talk some positive here. Uh, Edelman had five catches. Loved seeing that, that he was getting open. Um, Harry had five catches, I think, too. Um, Was hoping to see more. I hope to see. I mean, it's only the first game. I hope to see Harry be involved more. Which will be great for Edelman and will be great for cam Newton because um i don't think even as big and as tough and as great as cam Newton is i don't think you want your top rusher every game to be your quarterback, which he was he had more yards than sony Michel and um you know ran for seventy five yards or something like that, but uh yeah, yeah i don't know it's i it's going to take a minute to to adjust. I mean, we've had the same quarterback for two decades. So, um, I don't know, but Cam was smiling. He looked like he was having fun and, uh, he's a phenomenal quarterback and an incredible athlete, just the whole thing. So, um, I'm hoping it's just going to get better. Having said that, uh, watching the saints, um, Tampa Bay game. Obviously, it's the first week, so who knows? But, like, these teams both look better than what I saw, either by the Patriots or the Dolphins. Um, and Green Bay obviously looked pretty good, too, scoring all of those points, but let up a ton of points, too. So I don't know. Green Bay fans, are you excited about that? You know, you fucking score, like, 43 points, but you let up 34. And don't even give me that, oh, that last one was garbage time. No, it counted. That last touchdown counted. Uh, and the two point conversion, so who knows uh, i 'm just psyched that it 's back. Thank you to the n f l thank you to the college teams that are playing football um uh, Thank you for not listening to all of these fucking people um, These people are getting tested all the goddamn time um, I think it 's super safe and uh you know it 's a it 's just like a bunch of nerds that just they just don 't like sports and they got You know, it's kind of the athlete's fault. You know, at some point, I think half of these scientists got stuffed in a fucking locker by somebody that played at least lacrosse or something. And just in general, you know, they they resent these guys. They I, I think scientists, you really have to resent the fact that right now, if you're working on curing COVID. And you have the brain capacity to be one of the select few that works on problems of this level and there's not groupies waiting for you. You don't need security as you go out to to your, you know, your midsize sedan to drive home. There's not a bunch of fucking all-star game level whores waiting to lift up your lab coat and service you. It's unbelievable. The life that entertainers live uh, but I will say football players and athletes in general, I feel like they earn, you know, the extracurricular uh, ass that they get just because of, of what they put their bodies through. Um, you know what I mean? Comedians, you know, we go through a little bit of humiliation, but at the end of all this, we can still walk, right? Um, I don't know. I got to look that up. Do you think there's any there's any scientist groupies? There has to be And like, where would you hang out? How do you meet them? How do you meet a fucking scientist? Um, all right, let's, let's look at that. This is so stupid. Why do, why do I do these searches here? My only defense is going to be that I, I, do, I do these on the podcast, and I'll actually have the audio to defend myself. Okay, people, I'm adding this to my internet history. Scientist groupies. What do you guys think, huh? Is there going to be something here? Scientist groupies. Come on, you fucking whore. Ah, my internet sucks. What do you got to do? What do you... How much do you got to fucking pay? Uh, The groupies of scientists. These are the groupies of scientists. These non-scientists who, for one reason or another, choose to build their whole social lives around science. This is just people that are into science. Groupie. The term groupie is a slang word that refers to a fan of a particular musician, celebrity... Uh, groupies revisited. The women with A access to the 60s. Oh, these are people who bang the Rolling Stones. Science groupies. I think, so, you know what? Science is such a nerd thing or a smart person thing that it's basically... To be a groupie, you just have to be into science. You know? Everything else, if you're like a... a you know back in the day i used to hear this when there was like groupies for comedians if there was a particular woman that uh banged a number of comics she was referred to as a chuckle fucker (laughs) it was a term that was around for about a year and a half two years and i remember i thought it was so goddamn funny because i was just like there's just something about being a comedian that like none of it is uh God damn it, I love the Titans uniforms. Look at that fucking running back. That's the guy that destroyed the Patriots last year. Look at him just ragged all the people down the fucking field. What is that? The, you know what he just looked like on that play? I, I need to learn his name. I know I'm an old man. I need to learn that guy's name. He just looked like, you ever see like when they'll show like a clip of like Earl Campbell when he was in high school and he's just a man child? He just did that in the NFL. Stiff arm, three. NFL-level layer level players for, like, fucking 80 yards and scored a touchdown. Wow. Wow. That is something else I did not see today on either side of the ball with the Patriots playing the Dolphins. So we shall see here where this is going to go. But uh, I'm very excited that this is back. I called my cable company because I'm an old man and I still have the cable. And, uh... Or Direct TV. I called him up. I always wait the, the fucking day of to order the NFL package. I said, We're experiencing a very high caller volume. Can you go to the website and go fuck yourself? And I don't. I just put on my headphones and I listen to whatever music that they have. And I just chill out. And it took me uh twenty-eight minutes, something seconds to uh to get it established. And now I have I have the fucking, um, I have the NFL package for the year. And I'm very excited. I'm watching every second of Patriots football. I'm I'm watching every Tampa Bay Buccaneer game. Uh, I got to watch that kid on the Titans. I hope they, I really hope they got a Monday night game. Um, Oh, look at the screen all set up. He's at the 40, the 35, the 30, the 25. He's still going out at 20. Woo! Look how fast these goddamn people are. All right, I shouldn't be watching this game because it's making me feel less enthused about where I. Whatever, we just seem like we're going to be this grinded out running team. Um, I don't know. We need to get a better. We, I, don't, I can't. I don't want. I don't want to shit on my team, but like, I just, I just wish I could have saw more of Cam Newton standing in the pocket. You know, throwing passes rather than having to third and long. You know. Turn into Superman and as he, as he does to get a uh, to get a first down. Um, I don't know. We shall see. So, with that, let's talk stand up here. Old Billy Redface has been doing spots. I did two last night, one the night before. I'm doing another tonight. Um. I've been having a great time. I did the uh, Magic Castle parking lot last night, and then I went out to Eagle Rock, literally stood in the bed of a pickup truck, and did stand-up to a bunch of people sitting out, and it was fucking great. I had such a great time. And uh, I saw a bunch of people I haven't seen in a while. I did uh, Andrew Santino's podcast, but I haven't seen him since, you know, all this shit started, Tom Segura was there. There was a whole bunch of people just going up there, killing it. And um, uh, I was like, I kind of like shook the rust off because I got this, this run of dates coming up. And um, I got a long set somewhere next, what is it? Next weekend, I got one where I'm going to try to do like an hour because on my tour coming up, that's what I'm going to be doing. I'll be doing an hour. And, um, I just got to make sure I know after two shows, I'm going to be fine, but I just don't want my first two shows on the tour to me, be me trying to figure out that last 20 minutes. So, uh, tonight I'm going to be doing material. I didn't do the last night, last night. So I can get, uh, so I'll have done all of it. I have it. And that way I can hit the ground running when I go on the road. And that is a big, fucking thing for me and it's a big mistake that i saw a lot of comics headliners make um you know when i was coming up i used to watch these people and you know i would open for people that were uh, had a level of fame had a tv show or whatever and whatever they were out here in la and they were busy and then they would go out on the road and that you know Thursday show, the Friday show, they'd be shaking the cobwebs off. And then by Saturday, they'd be back up. They would be having a, you know, a good time. And then most of them went home before the Sunday show. Let's say they do a Sunday show. But like half their weekend was shaking the rust off. And rather than going up there and killing it, they were just doing a good job. And that's the competition is so fierce and fierce. It's really fierce in um, stand up that you can't afford to do that. You, you you have those shaking off the rust is for when you pop in to do a show, you know, at the local club and you're just doing 20 minutes and, and whatever. And they're going to see a whole potluck, hodgepodge of different types of people. Uh, when your name is on the marquee, um, you have a responsibility. You got to go up there and fucking murder or those people, they're not going to come back. They're not going to come back. So that is what has been haunting me. Um, I've been a little bit busy here, uh, I'm working on this show, um, that's gonna be coming out on Quibi, that I'm very excited about, so I've been writing some stuff, and, uh, we shoot tomorrow, then I'll have that behind me, and, uh, I think it's gonna be a great show. I can't tell you too many details about it, but I think it's really gonna be a great show. I'm very excited to be a very small part of it, and, um... What else? Yeah, I think that's all I can tell you about that. Oh, by the way, uh, how great is Fitzgerald's beard, by the way, for the Dolphins? You know, I don't know who shapes that thing up. but He's got like the Santa Claus thing going on down the bottom. Then he keeps the mustache in the side like really short. It's like he, he the, the fact that he's not a Viking, he should be on the Vikings, man. He literally looks like their logo. Then all he's got to do is grow his hair. You know what's funny? I was watching uh, the end of the, the uh, Vikings-Packers game and I've been doing my daughter's hair so much that when I looked at the Vikings logo, when I looked at that braided ponytail, I was like, I know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening to me? I've always loved the Vikings logo. I never once noted that he noticed that he had braided fucking hair. I always loved the stash. I always just thought, like, now that is a fucking mustache, right? It's the faux Fu Manchu, and then it just, it just hung down, like, perfectly. Comes to a point. Jesus Christ. I mean, that's what it's all about right there. You come walking into a fucking bar with golden locks and that fucking mustache hanging down there. I'm telling you. You don't need to be a scientist or an athlete. You're gonna, Every chick in the bar is going to be a fucking groupie, right? Um, anyway, let me see if this actually sent me any of the advertising stuff here. Oh, by the way, I haven't been talking about my shoulder lately. Um, knock on wood, it feels great. Yesterday, after having a great set, I actually went to run up these three steps. And, you know, my eyes are going here. And I uh, I'm kind of missed the first one like just the, the the my toes just caught the first one so i did that starting to land and then continuing to fall skip step so i went down and i stopped myself with both hands and that used to be enough to throw out my shoulder sorry what the fuck did i eat that i got indigestion here um but it didn't it didn't throw out my shoulder i felt a little bit of a twinge throw a little ice on it today and i'll be fine but i am up to like 16 reps with uh, with the two pound weight, I'm moving on to bands now. I am past recovery. It is now full on fucking rehab and re-strengthening the shoulder. And uh, I cannot fucking wait to get. I I miss lifting weights so much, and I don't care if it's just like lighter weight or something like that for the rest of my life. I need to do it. I'm a child of the '80s, and that's that's just what it's just what the fuck you did. Um, you lifted weights and you never did squats. It was essentially how it all went down. Um, all right, here we go. Let's see here. Come on. Loading, loading, loading. How much fucking longer? Ah, he hasn't sent him yet. You motherfucker. What are we going to do here? Well, it's my fault because I ended up starting this thing without telling it to him. Without telling the great Andrew Thomilis, that I needed all this fucking material. So, what else? Hey, did I call it or what? Huh? I just knew. I just fucking knew the Celtics were going to beat the Toronto Raptors. I don't know why. I just, I, I just wasn't nervous. I just felt the way that the series was going. That I, I knew that we were going to answer, and I really feel like if the Celtics. Had won game six, and if that made it 3-3, because I know if we won game six, we would have closed out the series. But let's just say we were down 3-2. If we won game six and made it 3-3, I feel like Toronto would have beat us. It was one of those – it was just one of those series. you know. I thought Toronto was just as good as we were, but it was just one of those back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I just – I don't know. I just knew we were too good to lose – you know – Four out of five games. I just didn't see us doing that. And uh, how about Tatum with that huge rebound off the miss free throws to give us the win? I was so fucking psyched. And now we got the Miami Heat who look like world beaters, um, which doesn't bother me, you know. The Clippers are looking like world beaters, too. You, you know, very quietly, the L.A. Clippers are going to go to the East, the Western Conference Finals, it's looking like. And I can't remember if that's ever happened. When Blake Griffin was there, it did, didn't happen. I can't remember. But um, I got to tell you, if it's the Lakers and the Clippers um, in the Western Conference Final and the Clippers beat the Lakers, first of all, as a Celtics fan, you know, hating on the Lakers my whole fucking life, respecting them, but hating on them. Um, I I really, like... I can't imagine, like... I, you know, I've always dreamed of the Mets beating the Yankees in the World Series. I just think that that would be fucking hilarious. But as bad as that would be, I think actually the Clippers beating the Lakers in the playoffs would be... Uh, I, I don't know why. I just think it would be worse. Here's another thing, too, you know, because I always fucking, you know... I'm on the rag about these pylon fucking teams. Um, I will say this. I... I when I look back at the Showtime Lakers, like, I fucking love every one of them now. I hated them during the 80s. But now I look back, I loved them. They were unbelievable basketball players. Absolutely loved them. But when I look back on pylon teams, it's not the same thing. And I can't figure out why. I just think maybe it's because they come together so quickly and then, you know, dissipate again so quickly. You don't have a time. You don't have time to, like, really get into the players and, and then, you know, as the years goes by and the same players just keep facing each other and they've played, you know, a, like two or three, six, seven game series. You got like 30 playoff games of memories of these guys just going to war. Um, I don't know. It's, I do miss that. I'll tell you right now, whatever fucking Tampa Bay was doing, the Saints seem to have figured it out. OK. And Tampa Bay needs to go in during the halftime and make some halftime adjustments here. They're getting to Brady. They're knocking balls down and they're clogging up the lanes, whatever the fuck they say. Um, I will say this. Sorry, didn't mean that loud. I will say this, that it was fucking wild after all of these years to have to see a New England Patriot quarterback be mobile. Um, oh, look at Tom. Nobody works the refs like Tom Brady. You love seeing it. You love seeing it. He just gives them a look. Come on. I got to throw the flag for you. Um, that was actually against Tampa. Shows you what the fuck I know. Um, anywho, I guess this fucking political, uh, political, this presidential race is really heating up, huh? I've been seeing all these goddamn ads. I love political ads. They're just, just because they're just so friggin' one-sided, you know? <laughs> <laughs> They showed one, this great one Trump had trashing Joe Biden. He's just showing all these people. He's going to take away all the jobs. You just see all these people that had jobs with the sad look on their face. I mean. And then Joe Biden has one. You know, my kid had cancer. And he wants to take away Obamacare. That's personal to me. And he's like, oh, and I think I'm voting for fucking Joe Biden. The things are just so like. You know, I don't even know. They're just so one sided. It's just like, all right, why did he get rid of Obamacare? You know, was there something else attached to it? Why is Joe Biden getting rid of jobs? Is that what he's fucking doing? Like, I, I, I have no idea what any of these things mean. And what's funny is if you're honest with yourself, don't everybody knows who they're voting for already. It's the biggest waste of time. That'd be a baller move if Trump did that. I'm not doing the debates. People already know who they're voting for. Can you imagine if he won again. Um, the upside of Trump getting reelected is we're already halfway done with him. <laughs> <laughs> you know. It wasn't that long of four years, personally speaking, I don't know. I always just look at if I'm not into the person who's president and they get reelected, which is what usually happens. People go with what they know. Um, I always think, well, you know, we're halfway done with this guy. This is fine. And then it'll go back the other way. You know, maybe like a fucking 80 year old Hillary Clinton. Enough is enough again. And she'll fucking run. The worst thing is when somebody finally uh, look at these fucking diva receivers. Every time there's an incomplete pass, they want a fucking flag. Tommy wants a flag. Look at the passion still still gives a shit. I'm going to tell you right now, Tom Brady is going to redefine what it means to go to another team this late in your career and have success. I'm telling you, he is. Oh, he did get there early. He did get there early. There you go, Tom. Give him hell. Um, You know what's funny is they keep saying how how Patriots fans can't stand to see him in a fucking this uniform, which obviously is true, but I I don't know one Pats fan that's not rooting for Tom and is not watching this game. I want to see Gronk get a fucking catch here. Uh, The Tampa Bay Patriots. I don't give a shit. Uh, I'd love to see him win it if we don't. That's the best I can do, right? That's, that's the most class act that I can be. People, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm just fucking killing time right here. I'm just waiting for the ad reads to get in here. Um, oh, fuck. Lamar, what's his face, huh? On the Ravens. Crushing it, right? He crushed it today. Russell Wilson crushed it today. Pat's got fucking Seattle. And I'm just sitting there going like, oh, Seattle, oh, the big rivalry. It's like, wait, Tom Brady's not on the Patriots. Sherman's on the 49ers. You know, it's like a whole different. I don't know what it is. That's going to be a weird game, you know, where we kind of hate each other. I feel like Seattle fans and Patriots fans really hate each other. But like, I don't know, everybody from those days is gone. So it's just sort of the logo. I guess, you know, Belichick's still there and uh, sneaky Pete Carroll. Oh, old, old backdoor PD. Where you go, Pete. Leave that championship trophy here, there, pedo, pedo tube. Um, speaking of which, I was supposed to solo on uh, on Thursday, my first solo in a couple of years because I haven't had the time to fly as much as I wanted to, to feel like, you know, safe enough because I'm overly, overly, overly safe about it. And I was supposed to fly on, uh, supposed to solo on Thursday and, you know, we got all these fires and shit going on out here. And I just looked at the visibility, and it was like six, you know, six miles. And I was just like, you know what? Fuck that. And then I looked at a map at the of the fires and where I was going to fly. There was like three fires surrounding it. And I'm just like, there's going to be people flying helicopters trying to put this thing out. The last thing I need is some jerk-off like me, you know, in a fucking R-22 flying around out there. So, uh I decided not to do it. And then what was hilarious is like two hours later, I walked outside the house and it literally smelt like I was standing over a campfire. So um and my instructor, who's the best fucking pilot I've ever flown with, I told him, I said, Hey, I just it's a no go for today. And he wrote, uh I said, I, I don't feel comfortable flying in this shit. I didn't say shit in this stuff. And then he wrote he wrote back, uh, you know, smart decision. And uh, which is as good as if I had a successful solo flight, because half of this shit is um, is you have to you have to go within your level of comfort. And um, but having not said that I've been flying so much, um, which is why I'm going to do the solo. But I was um, flying so much. We've been doing like these advanced auto rotations, which has just been the most incredible thing um, and confidence builder. Um, and I've just worked on all of the stuff that was causing my attitude when I entered it to be wrong. And then the stuff that I was doing wrong in the end of the auto rotation. And, uh, it's such an, I don't know, I don't know if you have to fly to understand it, but it's such a feeling of accomplishment to start to feel one with, 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 the with the helicopter. And, um, it's really something that I'm just going to continue to do, uh, You know, I've been trying to find like a used one. I found a good used one and it got bought really quickly. Um, You know, just a little two-seater, nothing fancy. And uh, I've just been fucking, I've just been fucking dying to get it. Dying to get one. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Every time I bring it up, I'm just bullshitting. You know, as you get into a fucking hobby and you're like, I'm going to fucking buy that. And then you never do. But um, what am I looking at? I'm looking at the Cabri, uh, what is it? Three, whatever the fuck they call it. It's basically the R-22, the, 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 uh, the French company that builds it. They looked at the R-22, which is a great helicopter that I fly. Um, but, you know, it, it was designed 40 fucking years ago. They uh, basically took it apart, and when they designed their helicopter, everything that they thought was good about the 22, they kept, and anything that needed to be improved, they improved. And um, three-bladed system, fully uh, articulated main rotor system, um, nicer interior, harder landings, you know, with with less, uh, can handle harder landings, all of this type of stuff, Uh, but, there is something hilarious about it because with the R22 is if you were to slam the collective forward, I don't know why, maybe if you, got in like, or, or if you got into like really bad turbulence and it just changed your attitude like that, you can get into something known as a low G pushover. So I guess some guy had one of these cabris and he was trying to show that with a fully articulated main rotor system, you could, you could push the, 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 the stick forward and not have any mass bump or low G pushover or any of that shit, right? Well... On the Cabri, it has the same uh, carbureted engine as the R-22, except it's inverted. And however that worked out, when he pushed it forward, he starved the engine of gas, uh, fuel, and he fucking killed his engine. And he, <laughs> and he had to auto-rotate and do a little fucking crash landing. I think he fucked the helicopter. I'm not laughing. I feel bad because he f- messed up the helicopter, but he, he didn't die. Look at Joe Park! i love it i fucking love it aaron Rodgers. yeah you got to give that guy an extra shout out for his beards his covid beards looking great um mitch trubisky uh, leading the fucking comeback it's mitchell now mitchell trubisky right cam newton 155 yards throwing uh passing and 75 receiving all right. We we got to get this guy some weapons, I swear to god. I think the the big thing with Tom Brady is he had he had we had no offensive line last year. Uh our center I guess was out. He had some sort of problem. And uh he had nobody to fucking throw to. And I think that that was probably just his age. He probably didn't have time to go through a rebuild. So I guess that's how he ends up there, but I would really like to see uh I would really like to see fucking cam newton has some weapons somebody needs to step up and that'll free up edelman and we all know what the fuck he can do right okay look at this i got my reads here oh beautiful loading 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 and there they aren't come on you cocksucker uh the cabri g3 is that what it's called i don't know what it is Here we go. All right. Oh, look who's here, everybody. Hey, hey, hey. It's my bookie. Hey, how the fuck are you doing? How the fuck are you doing? I want to put some money on these fucking games. Uh, All right. My bookie. Week two. Promotional offer. New customers can sign up with promo code BUR to double their deposit and receive an instant cash bonus. Uh, Survivor Street Contest begins week two of the NFL season. Make bets against the spread every week until you go bust only five dollar re reentry um, at my bookie it 's winning uh, it 's winning season sorry i've got to enlarge this here, which means NFL football is back, and it 's time to take advantage of all the action free bets, super contests, survivor streaks, and deposit matches De- survivor streaks i don 't even know what that is, but that just sounds like that 's like way back in the day wrestling days. Um, Whatever that is, I already love it. Uh, All all for those who dare to put their money where their mouth is. The MyBookie Survivor Street Contest is open for entry and accepting all challenges. All challenges because winning season is about more than just bragging rights. You got to bring home the bacon. With MyBookie, you can choose from thousands of bets on your favorite sports like NFL, NBA, and MLB and odds on all your favorite teams and players. If you sign up with MyBookie right now, they're matching your deposit dollar for dollar. Every cent up to 1000 bucks will be put right back into your account. All you have to do is use the promo code BURR, B-U-R-R, to claim your bonus. Winning season is here, and it's only at my bookie. How the fuck you doing? All right. Okay, we got some of my favorites this week. Butcher Box. Oh, I love Butcher Box. Butcher Box is great. Pandemic or not, it's even better during a Pandemic. All these people clamor and going down to the supermarket, butcher box brings it right to your door. All right, when it comes to meat, quality matters. But there's there's more to that. There's more to it than texture and taste. Uh talk about the hidden cost with low quality meat. Well, I'm not I'm not in that fucking I don't sell meat. I don't know what that is. I know I, I know if you if you if you buy cheap meat, you have no idea what they fed it, what it fucked, what it ate. Yeah, you I didn't think I had to explain that. Um, Why is high-quality, humanely-raised meat important to you? Well, because I want the animal to have a great life before they kill it and feed me, right? I don't want us messing with Mother Nature, all the obvious. What is your favorite cut of meat? Oh, I'll tell you right now. I love a pork chop. I love a pot roast. I love a steak. I like after, you know, you make a couple extra pork chops and then the next day, you know, you cut it all up, and then you get a little, a little fucking tangy, sweet and sour fucking thing going in your little saucepan. You let that reduce down to a nice thickness. Then you toss that pork in that, right? Then you take out a nice flour taco, okay? You make yourself a little fucking uh, white boy carnitas, whatever the fuck that shit's called. Um, I'm on a massive tear right now, hitting like every fucking taco stand possible. Um, hang on a second. Jesus Christ, somebody just shot a fucking cop in L.A. County. Oh, my God. Dude, this is just this is just bad, man. This is just... It's ugly times. When are we going to be acting like human beings again? All right. Another reason not to go out to the supermarket. There's a bunch of fucking lunatics out there. Uh, anyways, I like pork chops. How do you like to prepare it? I just said it. Uh, not everyone has convenient access to high-quality meat, which is bullshit. It can be hard to eat healthy, and it can be harder to find 100% grass-fed, finished beef, free-range organic chicken, my favorite, heritage breed pork, or wild-caught salmon. You don't know what they're going to do at the grocery store. Each box has 9 to 11 pounds of meat, enough for 24 individual meals, packed fresh and shipped frozen and vacuum sealed so it stays that way. I can customize my box or go with one of theirs. Either way, I get exactly what I want. It's the best meat shipped right to my doa, which means one less trip to the grocer's. Uh, ButcherBox is the most affordable and convenient way to get healthy, humanely raised meat. With ButcherBox, you get the highest quality meat around for just $6 a meal. And they even have free shipping nationwide except Alaska and Hawaii. Right now, ButcherBox is offering new members ground beef for life. That's two pounds of ground beef in every box for the life of their subscription. Just go to ButcherBox.com slash burr. That's ButcherBox.com slash burr. Oh, look who's back. Hi. Honey, could you just... Is there any way you could... Honey, <clears throat> these days, it feels like online shopping is the only shopping we really do. Uh, that's where to, that's where today's sponsor, Honey, comes in. It's free. It's the free browser extension that sources the internet for promo codes and automatically applies the best one available at checkout. This is like modern day, uh, those coupons that the old ladies used to... Uh, have to cut out of the uh, newspaper. This thing, you just click a button. Honey is basically your online shopping best friend. Here's how it works: You get honey on your. What are you saying? Uh, I'm reading the copy, sweetheart. Fucking relax. You get honey on your computer for free in two easy clicks by going to joinhoney.com/slash/bur. It's H-O-N-E-Y for all you dopes out there. Uh, then, when you're checking out on one of its over thirty thousand supporter sites, honey pops up. And all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons for that site. If Honey finds working codes, it'll apply the best ones to your cart. Honey has found its over 17 million members, over $2 billion in savings. Honey supports all kinds of retailers uh, from tech and gaming sites to fashion brands to even food delivery. It's simple. If you have a computer, oh, Honey. Should be on it. It's free and works whenever your brow, uh, wherever you brow. Wait, it's free and works with whatever browser you use. You can get honey for free today at joinhoney.com slash burr. That's joinhoney h o n e y dot com slash burr b u r r. Lastly, but not leastly, look who's back, old Zip. Monica Stacks could relate. She needed to hire, I feel like I didn't get all the copy. Monica Stacks could relate. She needed to hire for a pivotal role at her construction company, GS Group, but was having a tough time finding the right person, especially with so many candidates out there. Uh, so she switched to Zip Recruiter. Zip doesn't depend on candidates finding you, it finds them for you. It's technology identifies people with the right experience for your and job and actively invites them to apply, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com Burr. That's how Monica found Lamont, you big dummy, Jenkins. Uh, she said that ZipRecruiter <laughs> sent Lamont's profile to, to her around five minutes after she posted her job because he was a great match for the role. Through Zip. <laughs> Monica's company has hired everyone from accountants to project managers to field scientists, but Monica's not the only employer who loves ZipRecruiter. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See for yourself how ZipRecruiter makes hiring faster and easier. Try it now for free. That's right. Free at ZipRecruiter.com slash bird. That's Zip. Dot com slash burr. Z-I-P-R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R dot com slash burr. All right. And with that, it's time to go into your questions here for the week. Okay. Second half kickoff is a touchback. 17-7. Your New Orleans Saints. All right. The caste system in India. Take it from a Brahmin. All right, hi, redheaded gingerbread. <laughs> uh, I was surprising that you brought the Indian caste system. I was surprised that oh, it was surprising that you brought the Indian caste system up on your podcast. Delighted to see Billy Boy becoming globally woke. Um, I wouldn't say I'm that. I mean, everybody knows about the caste system. It's kind of out there, isn't it? Um, anyway, but thank you for the compliment. You know, I don't take compliments. All right, go down to the next window for that shit. Uh, I'm here for the uh, Billy Red Pubes comments. Uh, I am an Indian. Live here. I am here meaning India. Live here. I am also an upper caste Brahmin. So yeah, oh, do they have like the rankings, like the college football rankings in the caste system? Let's see if I can find that. All right. Brahmin. And are you allowed to bang chicks in a different caste? You know? How does it all work? Let's see. Let's see here. Caste system names. Why does it keep saying Brahmin bags? The caste system, Brahmin and, I'm not going to try to say this, Kishatraya. The caste system is the social hierarchy. India is not limited to ancient India. It is still prevalent today, according to a something-something in the world religion, the caste system, is its system of social stratification. All right, I'm not, these are too many big words here. All right, let's get back to whatever the hell this person was talking about. I, I apologize for that profusely. Um, if I was broadcasting a Reds game right now, I would just fire myself on air like that guy did. Um, all right, where am I here? I am Indian, live here, and I'm also upper caste Brahmin. So yes, it is a problem, a major problem in India and has been for thousands of years. I second the historical brief overview that you read on your podcast from an email last time. Are we Indians trying to solve the problem? Yes. Is it nearly enough? Not even close. Our Constitution does does provide... Provisions for reservations in government jobs and education for lower caste, aka, scheduled caste, which will will be called S C from here on. S C from here on. People such as Jesus, this is like Star Wars, trying to know all these names. Dalits, as well as for Scheduled Tribes, ST from here on. People in S the ST category are those which are believed to have lived here even before the Aryans came in and settled in the Indian Peninsula. In fact, Dr. B.R. Ambedkar, Bekdarkar, who is considered the father of our Constitution, was a leader in fighting against oppression of lower caste and belonged to a lower caste system uh, caste himself. Side note, he studied at Columbia, a feat your fat brain can only dream of. <laughs> Fucking asshole. I told you... Indian people love to break balls. They're hilarious. Uh, Reservations are similar uh, to affirmative actions in USA. Has it helped these lower caste people access better lives? Uh, The answer is in the stats. Quoting a newspaper from 2019, the National Family Health Survey 2015-2016 showed that 45.9% of ST population were in the lowest wealth bracket compared with 26.6% of the SC, SC population, 18.3% of OBCs, 9.7% of, Jesus Christ, buddy, of other cast. So, yes, there is still much more to do, okay? Everyone know those stats were bad for people in the lower end. Um, oh, fuck. Was Did they? Tom just throw a pick six? Oh, Jesus. The New Orleans Saints are making the biggest mistakes you can do right now. You're pissing off Tom Brady. Let's see what just happened here. My apology to people in lower caste systems in India. Oh. You know that cornerback's keeping that ball. That's one for the trophy case. Picking off Tom Brady, who's probably been throwing fucking footballs longer than that kid's been alive um, in the NFL. Oh, it's becoming a blowout here. Um, All right. Where am I? In fact, uh, sorry, people. So, yes, there's so much more to do. The more stats you look at, it would be safe to assume that the more evidence you'll find to support the fact that it is a serious problem. Well, the fact that, you know, you could have like. A Bill Gates, a fucking Jimi Hendrix, a Michael Jordan, a fucking Edith Wharton. Did I cover all my tracks there? A Mr. Miyagi. Living in the fucking lower caste system, and they can't make the Karate Kid. They can't get on the Bulls. They can't make albums. They can't live on their own creepy fucking island with their fucking reading glasses. I mean, people should be able to see how far their talents take them. Um. It's why there shouldn't be something like that. And it's also why if you are successful, you have a huge responsibility to try and help out others because people helped you out, you know, unless you're a trust fund kid, then you have a whole other problem. You know what I mean? Your whole career path has been decided. The gene pool with which that you can fucking breed in has been decided. It's a really weird thing. Um. All right. So anyway, uh, reservation is uh, reservation is a big issue in India, with upper caste folks out here staunchly against it. Doesn't this sound familiar? Uh, current right wing government that we have does not help much. This sounds very familiar. Uh, there is also an argument that reservation only helped the steady, the already well off in the SC, SC category. Uh, usually, Usual reason quoted in SC category, folks do not usually meet the educational requirement to qualify for these jobs. This stance can be criticized. It is as it is the very oppression of these people historically that has stopped them from accessing good education. Yes, and thus opportunities under reservation as well. Yeah, and then it becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy that they're not good enough to do the job when they haven't had access to the tools that they need. Um, yeah, that is still a big problem in this country. Um, on the other side, there is the clamoring, there is clamoring that reservation reservations should be economic background-based instead of caste-based. This could bypass the problem of the already well-off getting more opportunities in SC and ST. I have mixed feelings about this one. Uh, Let's dig a little deeper. You must understand that similar to racism in the United States, this problem is not just about economics, as it's also cultural. What does that mean? You'll find the SC and ST category people working jobs, which we consider as below dignity. natorus I don't know what that means. Natorus of them all are manual scavenging and sanitary worker jobs. Uh, to get more info, just do a Google search and see how many sanitary workers die in India every year just because of the lack of proper safety equipment, which is not funded properly. It's a problem with the upper class and caste just choose to ignore... And it's just invisible to us. You'll find majority SCs working in this profession. All right, we're almost to the end here. It's very similar to the U.S. sending in black folks to do the hardest of the risky jobs in fighting their wars, making them live in the highly polluted areas. I don't think the situation of SCs and STs is going to change for another century unless we start having conversations here in India about caste system and class issues both. You may uh, think what I've done as an upper-class, upper caste Brahmin. oh, you might think, what have you done to improve this, their situation? To that, I would say not enough except for reading books to enlighten myself about this issue and donate to NGOs who work on similar issues. Lastly, there are some books you and your readers can go through to understand more about this problem. Uh, number one, The Argumentative Indian. Uh, number two, annihilation of caste. Uh, number three, India after Gandhi. Uh, finally, I hope you are still doing your meditation. Uh, no, I got away from that. I've been listening to you for a long time, and I, as I, as long as I can think of, and it has helped me get through uh, a lot of boring office work. I have seen you evolved into a better person. Thank you, except for the occasional angry rants against women. <laughs> guilty as charged after marrying the amazing Nia and becoming a father hope to see you perform live someday keep on keeping on and go fuck yourself dude i would love to get back to india to do another show hopefully in a uh in a covid free world i can do that because i i fucking loved going over there i loved the people over there and um it was just a great time all right um Jesus Christ. Can you imagine if old dumb me read India after Gandhi? Jesus Christ. I should do that to try to balance out all the booze I fucking drank in my life. All right. California energy deficiency. Jesus Christ. We're going deep this fucking week. Billy Bronze Balls. (laughs) As a California resident listening to your podcast last week, you mentioned how relieved you were that the state is mandating to switch for trucks to run on electric trucks. I used to be in the this camp as well until I realized how efficient the electric grid is in this state, particularly the, when the sun is blotted out by smoke from huge fire. Oh, stop it. Oh, They're not saying they're going to be solar powered. The state relies on sun and wind for its electricity. All right. But Jesus Christ, I, I, I just I don't understand Fucking people, they're just against cleaner stuff. I just don't fucking get it. They're just against helping out poor people. They're just against fucking everything. And clearly what the fuck we're doing is not working. It's not working. It's not fucking working. And any time somebody tries to do something new, they just try to pick out a fucking problem with it. Yes, if there was fires 24 fucking seven, yes, there would be a problem relying on the solar. But what, what about the other 300 fucking... 50 fucking days of the year. It's it's not cloudy. All right. Anyway. Um, And the reason we had blackouts are because we didn't have enough sun and shortfall and a shortfall in wind to keep up with the demands of the grid. Um, Adding a bunch of trucks to the already underperforming grid is a recipe for disaster. No, it isn't. I, I don't I, I think we just need to invest more money into that grid. And I think there's been enough oilmen and lobbyists preventing that. You know, when the standing president is going like, uh, you know, all of a sudden the wind doesn't blow and you can't watch your favorite TV show like he's literally talking against it. Um, The state isn't planning accordingly to handle this uptick in demand. I think we should be building additional nuclear power plants to replace the one and only nuclear power plant in Diablo Canyon, which is scheduled to close in 2025. Nuclear energy is carbon free and surely our politicians see this shortfall coming. Could employ the scientific community to find a safe way to deposit the waste. Here's the deal. If you just let scientists solve all of this and you didn't have politics involved, they could all get on the same page. Well, even then you'd have egos and they'd want credit. I don't know. Uh, nuclear e- energy is carbon free. I already read that. Uh, we get it that climate change is presenting new challenges to our state that are incredibly difficult uh, to overcome. But I've had enough of blame placing. How about we get some logical solutions implemented to help us overcome the challenges instead of placing blame? I Now, this is what I agree with. Around every freaking uh, time something terrible yet predictable happens. Since we are the home of technology and the most affected by climate change, we should be leading the way in innovation, innovative solutions. But instead we get an empty suit with both palms up, blaming humans everywhere in the world for why our state continues to burn every year. Just my thoughts and go fuck yourself. Yeah. Well, I think the problem is everything has been politicized. So, um, I don't know. Somehow global warming becomes a liberal or a conservative fucking problem. And the problem is, is you have all of this money, this old money in these old ways of doing things and the way corporations behave, they don't want to lose any money. And, uh, it's, it's going to kill all of us if we don't, or it's, or I should say grant greatly affect the way we're going to live. So, um, I don't know. Love that guy at Tesla or hate him. We need more guys like that who just can act independently and try to do something. Um, I don't know what, I have no idea. Um, you know more than I do, but like, I don't know, dude. I don't know. It's 120 fucking degrees out here last weekend. Okay. Everything's on fucking fire. Um, we got to do something. And I believe that we will do something. Um, but we have to stop attacking each other, which I kind of did at the beginning that I probably attacked you. So I apologize. There we go. See, I'm trying to be an adult here. All right. You are doing it too, Fox and CNN. Bill, you talk about the Trump bad mouthing soldier story as if as if it's a fact. It was told to a reporter and anonymous. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I am doing it too because I don't read because I ended up following up on that story and it was just a rumor. The reporter who helped push the Iraq war narrative and John Bolton, the guy who was one of the architects of the CIA enhanced interrogation program. Trump has bad mouthed everyone. Who cares? All right. I don't I don't go with that. That's you knowing that he's an idiot. That's you that like that's what Trump people are doing right now. Going like, I mean, Joe Biden's just as bad. It's like he isn't. Mike Pence isn't just as bad. Nobody is just as bad as this guy. I I really, in the bottom of my heart, believe that this guy doesn't have, like, isn't, like, have some sort of mental problem. He has a horrific inferiority complex and an astounding lack of empathy that I care about that because I care about people. I care about this fucking country. All right? So that's where I draw the line because I usually don't, you know, You know, I usually shit on both of them. You know, if you look at my track record, that's what I've been doing. I trashed fucking Trump and Hillary. I've made fun of Obama. I even made fun of Michelle. (laughs) I've made fun of Bush. I made fun of them all. All right. Um, The fact that this story is coming uh, this way from those people is what's fucked up. You parroting this stuff is basically what the established wants. Uh, Yeah. Ask Jimmy Dore what he thinks about these guys. If you don't believe a person you don't know. Love you and love Ephesus family. You're 100% right. I should, I've should. i done that a couple of times. Um, and I'm guilty of that this year because I'm not living a life. I'm just staying at home. I have nothing to talk about, so I'll just Google News something. I read the fucking headline and I riff. And because part of the charm of this fucking podcast is me being fucking uninformed and saying dumb shit, it's not cool to do that about politics. So I, I promise to stop doing that. Uh, all right, New York's past and future. Bill, read your New York City thought. The city has been through numerous changes over the last hundred years. The most impactful is highlighted in this very compelling report I've linked. Uh, New York City was essentially bankrupt in the 1970s. Yes, it was. The banks called the city's bluff when it came to what they would do. Uh, to what they would do to restructure literally the entire New York City economic system, public and private. They took a major hold of the city and have been controlling every shift it's had. Uh, this also deals with hyper nationalism, how it has been used to uh, deconstruct reg- regimes. Oh, so banks have been running New York City, huh? I should read that. Um, I'll get you guys. Let me at least click, have the decency to click on the link here. Okay, it's a YouTube video. It's called, oh, my God, it's two hours and 46 minutes long. Settle in, people. It's called Hypernationalism by Adam Curtis. Um, It's the full documentary. Check that out. Wow. Jesus Christ. Thinking you're going to need a pot cookie after that one. one, That's going to be some heavy fucking watching there. All right, where the hell am I? Oh, where did it all go? Oh look at that! There's my 20, my 2020 Patriots roster. Getting to know everybody. Um, Nikhil Harry, number 15. Joe Thune, 62. I got the whole fucking offense and defense down here. But what I don't have, what I don't seem to have, is my fucking re. Oh, I know why. Because they weren't in that area. Okay, I'm back. No, I'm not back. MMP content. I'm back. All right. Bad trip. All right. Oh, the fucking Buccaneers scored. 24-14. Here we go. All right. It's not a blowout. All right. Bad trip. Number one. Dear Billy Shakedown Street. I don't even know what that means. I like it. it sounds like a, uh, uh, a failed pilot that they were trying to pair with 21 Jump Street back in the day of when Fox was a new channel. Dear Billy Shakedown Street. Uh, bad trips are like bad drunks. You may be in a bad mood if you think about dumb shit that annoys you. But chances are you'd giggle and laugh and talk a little more like George Carlin. Oh, if, uh, this is if, if I took mushrooms that people for some reason want me to do. Uh, you should do some research on microdosing. You will never hear a bad story about that and it could definitely help take the edge off in terms of losing your shit. Everyone will tell you it helps things roll off easier, anger and sadness being the main two. Well, my question about that is is it just numbing me from those, or is it, is it actually truly helping me? Where a painkiller doesn't truly help make you better, it just numbs the information. It blocks the information going to your brain, right? Uh, P.S., here is my bad trip story. Once in college, I didn't go to the bar and ate mushroom instead with a friend. I started thinking about how antisocial I was and felt bad, for having to be different. A few moments later, I realized I went to the bar five nights a week anyways and wasn't missing anything. Uh, I'm a child of divorce and have some PTSD and nothing was triggered. All right, so you just felt bad for a little bit and then you realized it wasn't bad. Okay, all right, I'll go with that. All right, hey, Billy Big Nuts, um, listen to your podcast your Monday podcast, about the positive mushroom trip and wanted to weigh in. Uh, I'm a super laid-back person. I've hardly ever worked up or stressed and can normally just go with the flow. I was always nervous about trying mushrooms because of the stories I would hear from other people. Everything from being stranded in space, trying to get a taxi back home, to one friend who tripped while camping alone and thought Bigfoot was coming to kill him. Turns out Bigfoot was just a beaver gnawing down trees behind his tent at night. Parentheses, they're nocturnal. Dude, I don't need to be thinking a beaver is a Bigfoot. I'm I'm not doing this shit, people. You guys can try to convince me all you want. I eventually got tired of hearing the stories, all of which were so different, and wanted to experience it myself. I did it two or three times and had nothing but positive experiences, mostly just laughing my ass off with my buddies. After these few times, I tricked myself into thinking nothing could go wrong, but I was mistaken. The next time I took them, I did an eighth to myself, which was way too much for me, roughly three grams. On the previous trips, when taking an appropriate amount, I felt like I was floating on a lazy river, just enjoying myself. But with the three-gram trip, the lazy river turned into a fucking White Rapids waterfall. I became extremely anxious and insecure I wasn't able to focus on anything without feeling nauseous and remember desperately wanting to be home. I was at a concert. Uh, I just wasn't myself anymore. I was, it was, I don't know what he wrote it. It was, I feeling, it was a feeling I'd never want again, but the beauty of mushrooms is that even the bad trips teach you something. After fighting those shitty feelings, For what felt like hours, probably an hour at the most, I slowly started to become myself again, and that was the beautiful part. I'd never been so happy to be me. The bad trip had taken me so far away from who I was that it let me see myself from a distance and show me how lucky I am to be me. I'm truly a blessed person, and I kind of forgot that until I had my bad trip. So the moral of the story is to take the appropriate amount for you. Well, how do I know that before I try? There's just too many variables here. If you just want to have fun and dip your toes into the water, do that. Or you can dive in the deep end and maybe not fully enjoy it, but still come away with some powerful lessons. Thanks for doing what you do. It truly makes people happy and can't wait till we can all laugh at you in person again. Take it easy. All right. Well, don't you learn the same lessons with alcohol? You know, I've definitely had the thought of like, wow, I, I wish I was sober right now. I wish I wasn't puking. I wish I wasn't doing this in public. I wish I didn't say that. Except I never learned from those lessons, did I? Well, I eventually I did because I finally quit all the shit. Um, anyways, all right, that's it. My apology for just uh, – I really feel bad about just reading shit uh, about politics and world stuff uh, and riffing on it. I, I just feel like, uh, you know – I shouldn't be doing that. The world has changed enough now. There's people just walking up shooting cops now. Evidently, this is stupid. This, I, I, So I won't do that anymore, right? My apology. I was just fucking around. And uh, I shouldn't do that. All right, so that's it. Um, by the way, horrifically, horrifically fucking underrated. I finally listened to the first Chicago Transit Authority album. I was in my car last night driving to two stand-up spots, and I was listening to it like, this is one of the, they're one of the most unbelievable fucking bands of all time. One of the most underrated bands of all time. Their fucking horn section, and I I don't know who wrote that arrangement on some of those songs, like, like face-melting level shit, and I was stone sober listening to it. Um, I highly recommend, um, the first Chicago, Chicago Transit Authority album, um, it's just, it's unfucking believable, and now all of those stories of Jimi Hendrix falling in love with the band, loving Terry Kath, and uh, bringing them on tour to open for for them. I can't imagine what those shows were like. I, I got I got to look to see if there's any footage of it. I mean, it's incredible. Um, so, anyways, that's the podcast. Uh, go Patriots, go Buccaneers. Um, I'm kind of rooting for everybody. The fucking Buffalo Bills look good. They were playing the Jets. Everybody seems to look good against them. Sorry, New York, but that's just the truth. Uh, But who knows? Who knows? Uh, This is probably the biggest, obviously the biggest chance of somebody else to win the East, the AFC East, in a long time. And I know the Bills fans, they've been waiting a long time. So we'll see what will happen. That's it. Thank God for football. Uh, Go fuck yourselves. And I'll check in on you on Thursday.